Hey, wherever you're listening to the Confound Millennial at is totally rad, but if you want to get the full experience, make sure to check us out on the Anchor app. Thanks. Hello and welcome, Nipplers, to the first episode of Confound Depressed, Downright Hopeful. A kind of side thing off of uh, the Confound Millennial. Still a Confound Millennial podcast, not a Confound Millennial episode. Uh, This won't count to the overall number of Confound Millennial episodes, but this is number one of Confound Depressed and Downright Hopeful. Um, I'm not really good at doing solo podcasts. Uh, that's why I have Chandler. Um, is originally I was going to do, you know, I was going to do most of the talking and Chandler would chime in every now and then. But I'm a lot better at having conversations than just talking into a mic and no response. So I'm going to have to imagine your response, but I will not be talking like I'm imagining your response. Okay, maybe I will. Not really. Um, But this is kind of going to be like a life update or a therapy session, if you will. Um, You know, talk about my life, how uh, things are going how I'm dealing with stuff, and uh, talk about mental illness as well, because I deal with horrible depression and anxiety. Uh, I make it work. You know, it just kind of spices life up a little bit. I'm playing on hard, you know. Uh, Sometimes it feels like it's critical mode, or uh, proud mode from one of the earlier Kingdom Hearts games, but... uh, You know, I've just got the difficulty level up a little bit, but I deal with it, you know? So, anybody listening to this, don't get too worried about me, (laughs) because I got everything under control, but sometimes you just need to talk about it. I feel like if I talk about it, other people out there can hear this, and they'll be like, okay, so he's not doing too well either, but he's got it together, you know? Because everything always works out, or somehow or another, even when it doesn't feel like it's going to work out, it's worked out for me, Uh, even when I didn't think it did work out, you know, but, so I'm confound depressed, but I'm downright hopeful, and that's the main message that I want to get out uh, with this, is I just kind of want to be a voice to uh, other people out there like me, you know, and uh, sometimes I worry that my monotone voice makes it sound like I'm about to cry or something at all times, so if you think I am, I'm probably not, or maybe I'm just overanalyzing my voice. I hate listening to the podcast because of it, but um yeah, anybody out there that's dealing with the stuff that I am or can relate to it, just, uh, you know, we're along for a ride here. You're not alone, and uh, this is my story. <laughs> but I get real. Uh, I'm open. 
I've taken different like psych tests, psych evaluation tests, and they straight up say like I'm an open book. I tell it brutally honest. One of them, I was so honest, like the test had a rating for honesty, and the uh, psychiatrist or whatever was like, okay, so this shows how honest you are, which means every other thing is going to be higher. Like, every other thing that it rated would be higher because I was so honest about it. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, I'm just an open book, so know that. <laughs> um, I guess let's jump into it. I uh, quit my job a couple weeks ago. I've mentioned that on the Confound Millennial before, but I hadn't really talked about why. Um, I'm on... I'm on meds that help the depression a lot, and uh, but it's just really it's a band aid. Nothing can ever f- really fix it, uh, or has so far for me that I've found, and it comes back and forth. And w- that day at work was bad. I'm not even gonna lie. I was just like crying in a truck with a grown man. And he was like just kind of pretending not to notice. Uh, he was he's pretty cool though. He was trying to get me to talk, and uh, but it, there was just nothing to talk about. There was no reason. It was just there. And that day, my boss decided he was going to talk to me like I was a sack of shit, and I just wasn't going to have it that day. And I didn't deal with it right. I cussed him the hell out. But I quit, and I feel great. I don't know what's going on in my life right now, but, um, like, it's awesome not waking up in the morning, like, just anxiety over, am I going to get yelled at today? Am I going to work with him? I rarely worked with him, but, or lately anyways. But I would freak out about working with him because I had to do everything right. And if not, he would just rip into me. And originally, it used to irk me when he uh, called me a confound millennial. And uh, because I don't really feel like I'm good at being a millennial. I don't really fit in with millennials, but I don't really fit in with uh, older folk either. So... Eventually, I took that and I turned it into something positive, the Confound Millennial Podcast. <laughs> but, um, I show him. But, you know, he just talked to me like I was an idiot, cussed me out, all this, say he was a, a deacon at a church. But, you know, I just couldn't take it anymore. And, uh, Nobody should have to deal with that. I I don't feel like, you know, anybody in the world should have to just keep their mouth shut while they're being talked to in that way. And, you know, it's the world we live in that we got to kiss ass to get anywhere. But it just, it doesn't feel right, does it? That, you know, a guy that gets paid more than you uh, to be your boss can uh, just talk to you however you want. If you talk back, you could lose your job. It's just, it's not right. You know? And if I wasn't 
and uh, if I wasn't like uber depressed that day, I probably would have dealt with it differently. But I'm kind of glad I am, or that I was that day, because it's just so freeing being away from that. And there's no doubt in my mind that it was time to leave. But I don't know what to do next. Or, well, I do know what to do next. I've got a plan. It's not the best plan, but it's a plan. Um, I've always wanted to be an actor. And that's the one thing I feel like I'm good at. But I've never really done anything on it. And I feel like it's always been because of a job or time. And I've got this opportunity with a friend of mine doing virtual tours of uh, businesses and places uh, for realtors. And I'm trying to get that off the ground. And if I can get that off the ground, I have, and now, even right now, I have all the time in the world to go act as an extra in Atlanta and try to get some experience. And I feel like that's what I need to do. You know, stop talking about it, do it. And sadly, it's been a little slow on the casting pages that I've seen, and the only ones that I've been able to find uh, that I would probably get, like, fit the description was uh, for like a strip club <laughs> and uh, you know that'd be awesome to go get paid to be at a strip club but I just uh, didn't feel quite right doing it you know uh, so I'll wait and I'll keep applying for different stuff but uh, you know now's my time to try it out give it a shot because uh, I'm going to regret it the rest of my life if I never do. It's always going to be the first thing I want to do. But it's weird. The thing the, the thing I want to do the most is the hardest thing for me to do. It's the hardest thing for me to get motivated to do. I think part of it is I just kind of expect in a way like, oh, I'm, I feel that good at it it's just going to fall into my lap and that doesn't work that way. You've got to work for it and kind of, I don't know. I feel like, I don't know. I always had this growing up and, um, I don't know. I'm not going to go there, but just my whole life I've, only really felt good at one thing and it's time to go after that and I'm excited about the idea uh, I'm excited about doing it um, but it's really hard for me with uh, the anxiety and depression to get motivated to be my own boss which is bad because two of my three jobs now require me to be my own boss if it sounded like a cut there, I did cut because I revealed all three of my uh, jobs' names. But uh, really, one is the virtual tours, uh, the other is acting, and the other is pizza delivery. And I'm counting acting as a job because that's what I need to do. I need to count it as work. Um, but I've got a plan, kind of. I've downloaded an app that is called Habitica. It's a app that's like a game, but it's a to-do list. You set up a character and uh, you 
can get pets and like my, I'm currently riding a dragon with a lion cub as my pet <clears throat> and but it's a to-do list and you set up how difficult each task is and habits and uh, they either give you experience and gold uh, weapons or if it's a negative thing like on habits I have a I have cigarettes on there every time I smoke a cigarette I hit uh, the nag button and I lose health from it so it's a uh, it's helping today uh, didn't help that much because I was supposed to wake up at 7 then work out and I woke up at like 1040 uh, and I've played the cowboy game Red Dead Redemption 2 which my buddy Jordan was so kind to let me borrow while he is in the rehabilitations which I'm allowed to say because he's coming on super soon to talk about it and I'm excited I can't wait to see my buddy um, but I can't wait to have him on the podcast man sorry I just got excited about that but uh, yeah my anxiety making it bad or hard for me to actually do these things it's hard for me to motivate myself and I'm going to try to do that I just got to treat it like a job you know and but I've been making progress um, and with the virtual tours I got to go door to door to different businesses and try to convince people that this uh these virtual tours I'm selling is as cool as I think they are which I think they are the dopest shit in the world um but I gotta convince everybody else that and I'm not good just walking up to a stranger and starting a conversation it's hard enough delivering a pizza when we all know how the conversation should go hey how you doing good how about you Sign the top copy, bottom one's yours, here's your pizza, have a good night. Simple, right? Also, while I'm there, please, for the love of all things, tip your driver. Delivery fees are not paid to your driver, and we are broke, okay? <clears throat> it's really not a good self-sustaining job, but it will do for the moment. Um, <laughs> but... It's hard enough delivering pizza. Imagine now it's hard to do that, and now you're walking up and trying to start a conversation with somebody that really doesn't want to talk to you. Uh, nobody wants to talk to you when they think you're selling something. Uh, they just associate you with like automated phone calls and stuff like that. And then number two, you never know who you're talking to. You need to talk to an owner, and they're never there. Um... But before I quit the job, I was rarely pitching it. Um, and now I've gotten to where I'm going to about four or five places a day, which is not enough. But for me, it is progress, and I'm proud of it. It's from me not wanting to go anywhere at all to four or five a day, and that's pretty good. And I need to look at things like that as steps. 
and remember that it's steps. I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to be living good off of this immediately. You know, I'm not going to be jumping leaps and bounds over the, like, walls that are my anxiety and talking to everybody in town in one day and not be worn out because it's exhausting. Um, I've gotten to the point where it's really hard to go to church or Walmart just because of how many people are out. Now, I hadn't been that way until last year, and I don't know what it was, but it's just too many people. I can't function. I have to have, like, a cigarette every five minutes. Uh, that's why I'll sit in the parking lot and watch the or live service at church. Um, sometimes I'll venture into the lobby. I'm working on it. I'm working on getting closer, getting in with the people. But I uh, usually have to, I <clears throat> usually try to get a friend to go with me to Walmart because I just don't like going out in places. I don't know if it's because I don't want to see somebody and not be prepared to talk to them and have to carry a conversation or if it's just too many people I don't know what's going on I don't know it's not like I have PTSD or anything like that but kind of I feel like I kind of can get into their head on so many people you know that aspect of it Um, just always constantly looking around being aware of everybody um but it's not like I'm afraid I'm going to be attacked or anything. It's just too many people stress me out, and I don't know why. Me and my counselor are trying to figure it out, but I don't really know. If anybody's got the answers to these questions, hit me up for the love of all things. But, you know, I'm working on it, and I'm making a lot of progress from where I was last year, uh, where I really, last year, I spent most of it the year and the year or first half of last year and the half before that I was just um, I was a, spent a lot of time alone I didn't get out much it was just me and the cat and now I've got you know I'm hanging out with people I'm doing the podcast I'm having people over all the time and it's great uh, but you know, sometimes it still doesn't feel that great, but I got to remember I'm making progress. I'm uh, a lot further along than I was, and that's it's good, you know. Um, but it's all about that's what it is. It's all about progress. Is if you got any problem, don't look at it as tackling the whole thing at one point. Just make little steps. If it's hard for you to get motivated, make a, make a to-do list. And I'll be honest, it was hard for me to get motivated to make a to-do list. And I, have I checked off anything on the to-do list? Yes. Have I checked it off in order? No. Did I miss the first thing, which is wake up at 7? Yeah. But I missed that wake up at 7. Doesn't mean that there weren't more things on that list for me to check off. I can't check off the wake up at 7. That's gone. But just because that's gone doesn't mean the whole day is wrecked. It's progress. You know? It's like you just got to do what you can. If you wake up late, 
you know, I've had a problem with waking up late and just being like, oh, damn, the day's shot. But just do it. I'm in a position where I can live life on my own schedule for at least a couple days when I'm off from the pizza job. So you just got to look at it. You know, I have a hard time looking at everything, you know, one way or the other, um, which I used to not be like that. But it's either the day shot or it's not. And i got to remember that anything can be salvaged. Um, you know, carpe diem, seize the day. I forget what it was, but I read something the other day that was like, seize the fart. I don't know. That made me laugh a lot. Uh, I don't know. I'm rambling at this point. I've run out of notes. I don't really know how long I've talked for, but... This has been, maybe maybe I'll go a little longer in the future podcasts, or maybe, who knows, I might come back and talk a little more. Nah, probably not. But, um, bottom, bottom, bottom. I don't know, maybe I can talk about what my day's going to look like today, now that uh, I'm trying to salvage it. Um, You know, I'm still playing the Cowboy game, but that's going to be fine, you know? I can play a little bit more of that, seize the day anytime, you know, I can start. Uh, Then I'm going to go do my mustache up, get it looking all fly, go pitch me some uh, virtual tours, and then... uh, Going to go help a buddy of mine out. Um, buddy of mine's kid, actually. He's, uh, even though I consider his kid a buddy too, um, he's got a YouTube channel and he's had me uh, act in one of his, uh, the first of a series that he's going to do. It's called The Spoonicle Odyssey. Check it out on YouTube by Epic Operator. Uh, I play Sir Spooner, very mysterious character, and today we're going to meet up to try to figure out the mysteries of this character and the future of the series. I'm excited about that. I love any time that I get to kind of create stories. I love making up stories. I love telling stories, but I'm really bad at writing stories. So it's I kind of like the idea of... um, just helping him write it. I get to come up with crazy ideas. He gets to pick whatever works for him and then write it down. And, you know, I get to see it come to life without much work. <laughs> but I got a friend that's always trying to get me to write stories. And I just, um, you know, really what I need to do is I need to start writing my own stories down. Like, uh, you know, I don't know if I'll ever do it, but I've kind of been thinking about trying stand-up sometime, and I doubt I'll ever uh, really do anything other than one or two open mics, but I'd like to write my stories down to kind of keep, number one, you know, the truths of them down, know what the truths are, and of course, you know, if I do a stand-up, I'll, you know, change a couple things. But it's like uh, when I was telling my pimp story on an episode a couple days ago. Or no, this is 
tomorrow, or not tomorrow, Thursday. This is uh, episode 23. Uh, you know, I don't remember what kind of pajama pants a character from the story was wearing. So I said minion pajama pants, and those are mine. And if I tell the story again, I'll probably say that because that's funny shit that right there. But if I remember what kind of pajama pants he was wearing, I'm going to write it down. So uh, I always know the truth of the story. So if I tell the story in a non-comedy related place, I know what the truth was. Uh, just, I don't know why that's important to me. You To be able to have a f- funny version and a truthful version. But, uh, you know, it just feels like lying at some point, which I don't like. You know, but yeah, I'm going to help the kid out, write some uh, stories, write a script, get some plot stuff stirring, and uh, we'll be bringing that to you real soon. I'm excited to play that character again. I got to dress up all kind of steampunkish. It was really, really pretty fun. And then tonight I'm going to chill with my bros. Trey the Gray Brownie and uh, Jared the Bear Miller. It's kind of been nice um, when I was going through the uh, time where I didn't really see anybody. I would meet with Trey every Thursday and he'd kind of, you know, Trey has a heart for people my age and kind of helping us through the crap he went through. And I feel like that's going to be the kind of person I am when I get to be his age not that he's super old but he is Trey the Gray Brownie so he's up there he's probably about 80 kidding Um, but even though I've worked out the math based on how old his son is he never has actually said his age (laughs) he's always so self conscious about that and it's so funny to me but he's uh you know, met with me every Thursday for about a year, and we used to meet with a whole group of people, and it kind of just dwindled down. And then I started talking to Jared again, and now the group of us all meet. And we usually have Jared's wife with us too, but this week she's got to work, and Trey is coming into our town. So we're just going to go ahead and meet tonight, and I'm excited about that. It's always fun hanging with the two of them who knows maybe they'll try to get a podcast going tonight maybe we'll release a special extra thing real quick who knows but uh I don't know see I've got stuff to be excited for but I gotta remember that and I gotta remember to uh you know just I don't know how many people out there are listening that deal with the problems I have or how many listeners I got listening to this part at all because uh, honestly, this is kind of downright depressing. I mean, confound depressing. <laughs> but I don't know. Maybe I'll get better at doing solo podcasts throughout this too. But uh, just remember uh, big points from the day seize the day salvage the day um take your time get over your crap but one step at a time don't 
you know, Rome wasn't built in a day, not even two days, believe it or not. Took a minute. So, you know, work your way to your Rome. You know, build it slow. Don't just shove stuff together until everything falls apart one day. Make sure that you've got steady building blocks and just whatever your whatever your goal is, write that down. And then whatever steps you know to take, write those down. And then look into it. Google, ask a friend, whatever you think you need to do. Like if you don't know what's next, figure it out. Get a plan together and don't worry about getting that plan done in a week. Just worry about where you want to be eventually. Not, Or think about where you want to be tomorrow, too. You want to be one step closer. You know, it'd be great to be five steps closer, but if you can handle one step, handle one step. If you can handle five, be careful, but do it. You know, just get that work in. But uh, remember, you know, I guess this is going to be me signing out. Uh, I hope this hasn't been too much. I'm sure I'll get some feedback uh, in person on what y'all think of this. But uh, remember, it's all right to be confound depressed as long as you're downright hopeful.